episode 8 of Gupshot Pod. I'm your host, Tejas, and you can follow me at My Life is a TV. Today, I talked to one of the UK contingent boys, Pranav, aka Pranoy Pranswal, who you can follow on IG, as well as the talkingtalkies.home.blog, which is also in the link. It's a blockbuster episode, and we have a really good time talking about movies, enjoying the silence, and other things we've learned in the last year. Hey, what's up? Hey, man. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Really nice cut. You're looking very fresh. Oh man, I actually hate the haircut. Uh-huh. Well, I had to. I had. I booked three appointments, uh, just around the turn of uh, when everything was opening up, and one of the barbers had the good sense to tell me, uh, "By the way, if we get anybody coming in as a walk-in, we're gonna give them priority over you." At which point, I was. I have an appointment. Are you sure that's how appointments work? So I come back at five. I went in the afternoon, by the way. I went around my lunch break. And this is just the day that everything opened up here in London. Mm-hmm. So I I left the... the And I, I was just like, let me walk down and see whichever barber is available. Yeah. Every single one was just packed. But along the way, every single pub had a lineup. It was yeah. It was 12 in the afternoon. <laughs> on a working day this was a monday i like that i like that kind of energy yeah so i was like i found some random barber waited there for 45 minutes and then he called me to the chair and then he was like so what cut would you like and i realized i forgot what to say because it had been so long since i got a haircut and i was like i'm sorry man i've forgotten what to say he was like oh good i've forgotten how to cut and <laughs> yeah you can see it because it's like he's just pretty much done what he wanted he's just clearly familiarizing himself with the concept of scissors on my head like it is a total mess it's better than it was a few months ago i'll give you that i think it looks nice with the sun shining in how's the new place yeah the sun covers half of my face so it works out well (laughs) Uh, the place is good actually um it's nice it's probably like my first proper place to myself well i say myself but it's it's a place that i've actually paid for yeah that's yours it's a different feeling yeah as in i I do have a flatmate um (laughs) but uh yeah it's uh it's nice i i do feel like i have some sense of ownership over the house finally (laughs) coming from like university rooms and everything yeah and like even in the second year of uni when i had just like one plate i knew like i don't want to have like a student kitchen Mm -hmm. i want to have plates i want to have five plates and i want to be able to choose which plate to take that's it yeah, <laughs> just having space that's your own that you can call your own. It's a nice. Yeah, thing. that that's the thing, and I like having a place that I can invite guests over. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just it's a small apartment. It's just like a two bed, one bath type thing. Um, but yeah, it's just like I really like it, and I've sort of made it home at this point. So, I'm I'm in the yeah. process of looking for somewhere. I'm in the process of looking to move, and it's the same thing. Like having the opportunity to bring people over and you know some kind of outdoor space that's something i've prioritized or at least trying to prioritize it's difficult to find but no i feel that and also just like well that's the thing do you spend a lot of time when you're watching content watching movies or something do you watch it at home or is it mostly like going out to the theaters to watch given the past year i know but i meant before that um i did really enjoy going to the theater um, yep. For like my first year or something here in the UK, um, mm-hmm. five years ago, I was too broke to go to the theater. <laughs> so I was actually watching on my laptop. 
wasn't there like student discounts or anything like that yeah but this is still london the student discount is like it's still not cheap but also you got to remember i'm coming from india right yeah. so i'm converting everything into rupees yeah and i'm like oh my god three pounds for a ticket uh which is like 300 rupees i'm like no way mm -hmm. um but yeah I, I would say weirdly that was my favorite year of um film watching <clears throat> excuse me because 2016? i 2016 yeah well because there were some really good films that came out that year, but I, yeah. I was that was also like the first year uh, that that year had La La Land, it had Arrival, it had mm -hmm. Moonlight, and that was actually the first year where I had that a place to myself, literally. Mm -hmm. my, my I had left home the year before at a university in India, but I dropped out and mm -hmm. I came here, and I, that was just like. I don't know if you've seen universities in India, but it's basically one big room mm -hmm. that I share with two other people. So it's a room with three beds and three tables to study on. And then you go to a mess and you eat and stuff. So yeah. I had like a room to myself. I had a laptop and I had time uh, because I had I'd done one year of law already in India. So I had that first semester where things were pretty easy for me. Yeah. And I had a lot of time and fast Internet uh, <laughs> to just get every movie that yeah. I could find. And uh, I realized that I watched a lot of good stuff. And I, I really credit that year for being mm -hmm. like a really good year where I actually watched some interesting stuff. Um, so, yeah, weirdly, it, it's not a year that I watched anything in the cinema, actually. Yeah, I, I didn't go for a single film in the theater that year. But, 2016 um, was, was a good year for film. It was also, at that time, similarly, I also found myself having a lot of free time at the first half of the year. I was kind of like, what do I do? Especially because I was in between work at the time. So I ended up spending a lot of time at home watching uh, movies like on my TV, uh, things that were out. And so, yeah, it was um, it was a really good time. Did you watch the Oscars on Sunday? I was too, I was gone from the cup final. So like I was struggling to stay awake. I uh, didn't watch it, man. Like I'm on the wrong time zone for this. <laughs> uh, you... I have been on the wrong time zone actually since I was born, but it hasn't gotten easier. And Did you follow the discourse after, like the next morning? I don't know, man. Like, I feel like I've just come to that point where I just care less and less about the ceremony. I'm very yeah. happy for people who get awarded, yes. of course, but yeah. I, I'm also like at that point now where I, I, I tend to talk a lot more about films that should have gotten nominated, but didn't. Of performance that should have gotten nominated, yeah. and I realized at that point you just realize it's a whole political thing. Yeah, uh, you know when something is not nominated just because it came out in July, like that's that's not a that's not a reasonable metric. No. You know that you, to say that they they couldn't campaign like what is this? Like this isn't yeah. the best film. It's the best film that campaigned. Um, so it just leaves like a weird taste in your mouth, really. At the no, end of it, that's a very good point. It's a very uh, good point. but you know it's. Speaking of discourse, I, I was telling someone the other day, uh, I said, Anthony Hopkins deserves the Oscar. Uh -huh. I saw that film and I was just like, I was floored. I, I couldn't talk. I couldn't move for like mm. 10 seconds after that. And I really recommend it. Okay. But it just seemed like at that point, yeah, but he already has an Oscar. Surely the right thing to do would be to give it to, you know, Chadwick. Yes. But, you know, that's just probably just me and uh, you know not, not going to say that that's controversial i haven't seen i i haven't seen 
either performance to be fair but that's i don't think that's controversial to say at least the discourse that i'm having within like my group here that i get to talk to i think that's pretty standard across the board but you're right it still leaves a bad taste in your mouth and speaking yeah. of bad taste uh on that sunday i had a lot of jägermeister and so that's why i couldn't stay up for a sunday evening that's a pretty good taste actually uh, especially given i know your feelings towards jägermeister yeah exactly Some people might say bad taste uh, that that's a bit hypocritical coming from you actually no, i mean it's it's when it's with the red bull that it's a good taste ah uh, <laughs> i mean this is a guy who has a groot jägermeister hoodie yeah right? it's true I'm so jealous of that hoodie, man. Yeah. <laughs> my my partner, she gave it to me for my birthday, and it came in from China. She's like, "Ah, oh, it won't be here on time." Like that's okay. Just getting me a gift is nice, you know. Like, uh, how is Casey, by the way? She's doing well. She's doing well. I was. Um, we both have been getting back to working, but she goes into her office. I don't. I mean, I miss it. But more than that, I miss like hanging out after. Cuz like all the people that worked that work in central or in the central area of New York, like we could at least meet up in Midtown or whatever before everyone goes back to where they live. Right? And friend of the podbish, he said that as well in London at least. Whenever I'm hanging out like zone 1, zone 2, you can all meet up centrally and then go back out to wherever you live. And that's the one thing that I miss getting to see even like coming over there getting to spend time with you guys and whether that was for work or just for vacation it's something that I've missed and as as things are getting back to normal so like you said the pubs are back open and getting to spend more time hanging out with friends there or just like going for walks and stuff like that but the one thing that I really miss and especially because Casey works um in works at a theater as a venue manager getting to go watch movies it's very difficult for the staff as well because there's especially while watching a movie like oh i sat down i can just do whatever i want but i remember it was it was something that like you had said to me when we were chatting before like when you go into a theater to watch a movie you are being transported into a different world and so as a result i think that people are forgetting that they're still in the real world where like you know covid is happening and you need to yeah. keep your mask on because they're like oh you know this is i'm being transported into a different world and so therefore i'm not in the current world and so all of these things that you're thinking about in the current world all your problems or surroundings it's all like ignored essentially and i was like that's great and a really good director will, or a really good filmmaker will be able to do that but also please keep your mask on <laughs> <laughs> No, and turn your phone off. Like <laughs> even the greatest director, if somebody else has got their phone on during the film, like it, it just point. yeah. No, I have a really bad pet peeve about people who talk during a cinema. Mm -hmm. I just can't stand it. And then some people ask me questions and I'm like, surely the film is going to answer it in the next <laughs> half an hour. Like people ask me, "Oh no, what is he going to do now?" I was like, "I got to tell you, just calm down." <laughs> But <clears throat> What what was the last film that you went into uh the theater for? Oh, I don't know actually. No, you know what? I did a drive-through theater. Uh it was uh, Zootopia. Right? Ah. <laughs> it's, it's I love that. Yeah, Zootopia was the highest grossing movie in the states in 2020 up until like 
I think, I think, I don't know if that's true anymore, but I think it was until like July or August, it was the highest grossing movie. And I was, I was part of that. So that was, um, I love that movie. And the fact that she- I love Zootopia. Like, yeah, it's great. And it's such a good message as well for like, not just kids, but like for adults as well. I was like, oh, I really, what about you? Um, Tenet, actually. I went with Vibes to see Tenet. Nice. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, Vibes with say I'd rather not have gone and I probably would have as well like I'm glad I saw it in the theater I think I would have hated it more if I saw it at home mm-hmm. but it's I remember before, before I went in I told vibes I was like I'm calling it right now uh I can't hear the dialogue yeah and the music's gonna be loud as hell uh-huh. and that's exactly what happened I, I like I had a handle on things for a little while and vibes is like uh, he also had a handle quite a bit, but he was like just checking some things, and I was I was like, yeah, vibes. So this has happened, but then mm-hmm. that final act came, and I was like, honestly, man, I will just give up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was it. It wasn't the right movie uh, yeah. to be back in the theaters for, and I I I don't think so. Yeah, because you say that thing about escapism, right? Yeah. Um, like, and, and I feel I've been sort of leaning more towards that kind of film as well during uh-huh. COVID. Um, the father uh, is probably like the rare exception of films that I've watched. Um, you know that. You know I want something to like make me feel good and all yes. that. That's you know yeah. I rewatched Kalhona Ho recently. Mm-hmm. So there you go. <laughs> but <laughs> so, yeah, so Tenet, I thought okay, it's going to be some sort of action escapism. But yeah. my God, man, oh my God! Oh, it's like I- I'd rather study for an exam than have to figure out what was happening in Tenet, honestly. You know, like, so yeah, well, like, I it, I just feel it was the wrong film at the wrong time. Like it, it, people wanted to go in for a good time in a theater, mm-hmm. and it was just a taxing time. And mm-hmm. yeah, I will tell you what really grates my like people who come up with a really snobby argument that say oh, you didn't like it because you didn't get it. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> like I, I I'm not stupid. Like yeah. if that's what you're suggesting, and. You know, I, I don't feel like you have to come come into defense of your own intellect when saying that yeah. a movie is bad. Like that, that's really not fair at all. Yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I I went with Vibes, who was arguably yeah. a, a more intelligent guy than I am, and he was also like, "This is a terrible film." <laughs> Why are you talking about Tenet so much? This is just this is the exact opposite of what what I wanted to do in twenty. But no, but you know, that's the thing. There, there is. Um... I think it was a couple of years ago, I had some friends over and we watched, we were just like, someone was deciding uh, what to watch and picked on Scott Pilgrim, picked Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And I genuinely, I really disliked that movie. And yeah. I, know, I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people like it. I genuinely have a lot of issues with that movie. And I was continually pointing them out during the course of watching it. that my sister stopped and was like, please, can you just shut the fuck up? We all know you don't like it, but, and it still, it sits with me to this day, how bad, and even Bala, like, was like, he saw something, I think it was a Reddit article, he screenshotted it, something on Reddit, he screenshotted it and sent it to me, I was like, ah, and I know it has a fan base, and I know that it was based on some previous content, I've never read the previous content, purely talking about the movie, it's been not enjoyed at all, it's just really... No, it's not an enjoyable film. That's the problem. I rewatched <laughs> it and I, I rewatched it for, for academic purposes, you know, just to sort of understand yeah. what was happening. So was it like, the blog that you uh, update and maintain? No. Oh, man, that, that blog, right? Um, the, there's Tenet, 
on there, and then there's Joker. Two okay. films whose ratings I really want to change. Uh-huh. And I just, I don't know how to change it. I don't know how. I keep thinking to myself, every time I sit down to write a new review, yeah. I haven't had the time now for a while, but I'm like, God damn it. I just want to do like a redux of those two films. Because mm-hmm. the more I think about, you know how the more you think about something, it's just like, you hate yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah. you're just like, what was I thinking when I when I said said that a while back? You know, <laughs> when you're just coming into defense of something for just for the sake of it. So that's why I told myself since Tenet, like, I'm going to take my time mm-hmm. after I watch a film. Because I came back that evening and I wrote that review and I went out for dinner. Yeah. And that shouldn't have done that. Yeah, <laughs> should have let that should have let that hate just marinate in me for a while. Well, I guess it's just because like there's some leads where like. Or I guess the protagonists were like, I don't like this protagonist. And that's okay, right? You know, everybody thinks that like, you know, or at least we're probably preconditioned to think that we are the hero in our own story. But some people are like, no, I'm actually the villain in this story. And that's what people I think forget frequently. Um, not everyone, but just just some people. And I think with Scott Pilgrim versus the world, that he's just not a likable person, which is also fine. You know, it's okay, it's, it's okay to have someone that's not likable, but at the very least, some kind of redemption, some kind of like thing that happens to him because he's such a bad, like not bad person. He's not like a, he's not evil. I mean, it's just like I just don't like the cut of his cloth, and that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Fidge, like I really want to talk about you more than I want to talk about Tenet's character problems, <laughs> but you you really hit the nail on the head with that. That protagonist, whose name is the protagonist, it just really doesn't help to connect yourself to a character, yeah. um, has no character arc. He mm-hmm. just goes from not understanding to understanding. That's yeah. not a character arc. Like yeah. that, That's basically the audience during any film. Yeah. And, uh, and also, this is, what I really, I, this is what I really don't give him like, any credit for. He can't write women worth a damn. <laughs> he just cannot write women. I don't pretend to know how to write women, but yeah. oh my goodness, he can't write women. <laughs> you know, there's that line in Tenet um, where, like, basically, Elizabeth Debicki is a fantastic actress. If you haven't uh-huh. watched Widows, I really recommend it. Okay. But, and she re- really plays this vulnerable, abused wife very well, but mm-hmm. there's not much to it. And they keep sort of trying to play at this, oh, she has a son and she's really attached to this. But mm-hmm. you tend to forget it because the movie is so confusing. And the movie says, okay, I think they've forgotten what the character's stakes are. So at one point, uh, Robert Pattinson's character, Neil, I think, uh, yeah. says something about, oh, the world's going to end and everybody's going to die. And then she says, uh, he wait for it, Paige, including my son. <laughs> Great. That's the character's motivation. Literally, <laughs> that's it. I mean, the, I sat there and literally my eyes rolled to the back of my head when I watched that film. And well, uh, this is what I really don't like. Like when you have, like he has so much clout for yeah. a person who's able to make a blockbuster entirely from an original script. And mm-hmm. you have the potential to actually change the way blockbusters in, are made in the way, yeah. especially women are portrayed in blockbusters. I'm not really the one to speak to about any of these things. And you know, more well, intelligent people have told me all of this, and I'm really just echoing their thoughts. But yeah, I, I just feel like you have a chance to do something actually revolutionary instead of just hitting the rewind button in bits and pieces <laughs> on a gimmick that becomes boring way too long. And I feel like that that's really 
where I sort of draw the line in terms of like what what is this film adding? I think one of the key differences you were mentioning between like India and the UK or India and the states is like if that happened in a theater in India, people would audibly boo. Like they would be throwing you know popcorn and stuff at the screen in an effort to be like this is garbage uh, and this is not okay. And I think part of it is also even if it's a more complex. Like that line of dialogue is pretty shit. Like I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, it's exactly the way I told it to you. Yeah, and and you've seen the movie, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's just a. Uh, anyway, what's what's been the best moment in the last couple months? Whether that's for you and your enjoyment of film, because I know that you were able to like get a little bit of time this time last year to sit back and watch some older movies. Last time we spoke, well, not older, but more like. Movies that you watched in the past, which you kind of alluded to. So, oh, what was the um, what was something you learned about that, or you know, your relationship with movies, or just your relationship to friends, family? What's something that you learned about yourself the last twelve months? Um, to be honest, oh, that's that's a really tough question, Dej. Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay, what, what's what's one movie you would sort of think about that's actually taught you something, and you've sort of um, carried that forward. You know what? I think this was after we had spoken over the phone. Uh, I watched Mohabbatin with Casey and my roommate Ev, and I think her sister as well. Um, so the four of us watched us, and I had worked up to that point, right? Because you and I were talking about it. But I remember rewatching when I was for me, I was rewatching for them. They were watching. And I remember saying that I was thinking to myself, I didn't, I wasn't in the position to like learn a lesson when I watched it the first time because I was. Seven or eight years old, like you know, life wasn't you know as difficult back then as it is now at twenty eight. And so I was like, oh yeah, I have to remember that like it's not all serious. Like they, I do have to take the time out to enjoy the small things, and not to say that. And so I would, that was just a context that I was thinking about because obviously there's a whole spectacle behind Mohabbatin. Um, and they they all seem to like it really well. There's obviously differences that. They were getting used to, um, you know, how music plays such a big part in Bollywood, yeah. and that was, and and that's why we kind of worked up to that point, and we did take periodic breaks during it. But I was like, yeah, let's just keep it going. That's a bold choice for intro Bollywood film for for somebody who's new to Bollywood. Mohabbatin is just like straight in there, deep dive into the six foot pool. or eighteen foot pool. We had to work our way to get there for sure. <laughs> it was very. Yeah. That's a that's a really bold choice. <laughs> yeah, I I have like a go to and like I usually recommend Dangal, just because okay. it doesn't have any of the sort of Bollywood dancing types. Sure. But yeah, kudos on Mohabbatin, man. That's a I'll add that one to the to the list because yeah, <laughs> yeah but kudos on Mohabbatin. That's a that's a bold choice. Well, I haven't watched that film in years actually, so probably just like you, I didn't really get a message from it the first time around. It was yeah. just like. Shah Rukh Khan with glasses. That's yeah, exactly. Remember the film, and also exactly that's what it was. <laughs> but um, that's. I'll tell you what, I, I, I watched a few older international films recently. Okay. Uh, I had to push myself through it. It was admittedly not on one watch. Uh, I watched Seven Samurai, which for the second time. I, I don't think I fully finished it the first time. And then I watched Rashomon after that, 
and then I watched Ingmar Bergman's The Seventh Seal. Okay. And I feel like they all teach you different things. And Seventh Samurai is just a great film, and it's people wouldn't say this about anything else, but it's just a fun film. It's mm-hmm. really fun, and so many films take. you know a lot of inspiration from seven samurai lagan takes so much inspiration from seven samurai i i saw that movie and i was like this is lagan um mm-hmm. but yeah it's um it, it i didn't really take much out of it but what i realized was a lot of the character's introspection literally comes in moments of silence and observation mm-hmm. and i i think that when i saw seven seal and there were these you know look seven seals not an accessible film by any means it yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't outright recommend it to anyone unless you're really looking to go down a certain path uh, okay. of watching a certain type of film i just happened to be in the right frame of mind that day when i watched it mm-hmm. but i just found that at one point during the film the camera was just like perfectly still and all i could hear was just ambient noise it it doesn't have to do with one particular scene he does this throughout the film and he's yeah. just an expert at framing as well because that character's introspection comes with the framing of the the face that he's looking at as well and i i feel like that that it just sort of struck a chord in me that we need to sort of actively look out for these moments of silence mm-hmm. and that perspective is really important like ingmar bergman puts a certain perspective on that scene as only he could yeah uh in the way that he frames uh, and blocks the scene Uh, okay. but he also chooses to have absolute silence as kurosawa does a lot in seven samurai you can const- like and in rashomon there'll be scenes of just rainpour just that and these are films where they could not record live audio he did a lot of this after the fact and you're thinking like why did he add the rain like surely this is difficult for him to add yes. the rain sound effect so if he if he chose to add the rain sound he did it for a reason Mm-hmm. and then you sort of sit through these moments where it's just rain in the background and people are just sitting quiet and you realize that that, that there's a reason why he put that in there i don't know is it white noise i'm curious like on this thing there because oh yes i mean yeah uh, sorry I, i shouldn't say silence uh, silence probably implies in the absence of uh, yeah. you know silence, any other sort of clutter silence of dialogue like silence of yeah silence of dialogue in so, that introspective moment that that would have been really helpful like this time last year because i was going a little bit crazy and i was like not enjoying the solitude even the yeah. white noise aspect but yeah i i see what you mean but I what yeah mean. i mean i'm finding it hard to put it into words yeah. but i'm finding that it actually changed something in me like i'd be having a long conversation now with people and mm-hmm. i think it's a bit rude actually so i'm not too happy about it but i just find that i just zone out from time to yeah. time and i'm not actively doing it it just sometimes happens um uh, but it just to kind of helps me take it all in whatever's yeah. happening at that point and uh, yeah i just you know i i, I don't I, i wish there was something else i could teach over it also you know people say these things about try and isolate the noises you know that guy from headspace with yeah. a really calming voice <laughs> they they gave us a free they gave us a free membership of that at my uni actually and i was like i hate when unis do this you know where they like take care of your mental health like, yeah dc you're the one causing all of these problems well, like, there are some workspaces that also do it too right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
at least there's like some kind of awareness and some kind of support, no matter how the, the basic minimum effort. But on this topic, I think like since you live in London and when I used to live in New York, I moved out to the suburbs and I had to get used to how quiet it was around me, right? Uh-huh. Like, and that was something that now I feel like when I'm back in New York, if I'm sleeping at a, at a friend's place or at my girlfriend's, it's like, I have to get used to the noise again. <clears throat> But I remember this one story. I think you all went up to, uh, you guys went to a park. It must have been a couple of hours up north. I'm trying to remember which one it was. But that that nature aspect, and I think this last year with everything in London, New York being closed, a lot of people have spent time going out into nature, right? Like going out to see parks and things like that. Did you find yourself more at peace and being able to enjoy that quietness when you were, when you guys went for the hike and Suj like went knee deep into mud Oh man, that that, <laughs> that trip was great for a multitude of reasons, and uh, yeah, you should when you bring vibes on. Like, yeah, I, I feel like he can really speak to uh, just the the funnier parts of that trip. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I remember the first time I came to the UK on holiday, mm-hmm. Suj was staying in Bromley, okay, and we were staying at their house, and it was just absolutely quiet. I couldn't sleep. It was too too quiet. Yeah, and even now in the summer, where I've got my fan on all yeah. through the summer, as winter starts, I still can't turn off the fan. Mm. Like I need that noise yeah. happening. But so yeah, I, I think yeah, I, I probably drawn more to the white noise than I am to silence. Yeah. So yeah, yeah just on that earlier point that you mentioned as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just the white noise that that yeah that works for me, but. I don't know that the nature trip also that we did wasn't during lockdown. It was a couple of yeah, years it was ago. Before. I should have made that yeah. clear. Yeah, it was pre-lockdown. But I know a lot of people have been doing that this past year. Yeah, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I haven't had the chance to make one of these trips in the context of lockdown to feel about it differently. Yeah. Um, I've only been able to do it in a manner where I'm moving out of the city. And mm. there's a lot of stress I associate with the city. Yeah. Every time I move out, like immediately, everything is just so relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to see, I went to Birmingham the other day okay. um, for like some visa stuff. And Birmingham still a city. Yeah. But immediately I felt like, okay, things are, things are just relaxed here. Yeah. A little bit like quiet. people can actually sit outside, <laughs> uh, you know, and it, it's just a lot more relaxed. Like even mm-hmm. being a city and... I go to Cambridge uh, a couple of times to see my sister because she's up there. And Cambridge has nothing going for it, like absolutely nothing going for it. But it's just the, the change of pace really is is quite attractive for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've, I, I tell this to some people and they sort of look at me a bit weird because I'm like 23 and saying all of these things. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's good. I, I remember saying this to Jay once when we drove out to... Um, actually sorry to watch a cricket match that they were playing okay. and i just said like i feel like we should just do this once a weekend get out of the city it's yeah. just great it's absolutely like essential even but yeah i mean i don't know Tej, honestly you probably have a better experience and a better context to understand why these sorts of trips away from the city during lockdown or in nature are better but i haven't had the chance to do that i i, I highly recommend it if you ever do get the opportunity i think if you've, because you had mentioned earlier that like, if you're going to be working remotely, then 
and uh, this is what I've seen. There's been like a little bit of migration from New York out to the area where I live outside of the city because there haven't been much. Even as things start to, I think people are reprioritizing what they need. And if there really is no need to be in central and some of these tech places have been like, we're going to just stay remote for the foreseeable future until 2022, 2023. And like, why the hell not, right? Like, especially if you don't be, so that's, that's the exciting bit. Now, don't get me wrong, like, you can still be living out there in a more quieter place and still come visit, you know, the city whenever you want, like, uh, what's it called? I have a friend who lives down in Southampton, really quiet, like really peaceful. You have the, uh, you know, the ocean, but then we'll also come into London if he wants to go out, you know, or like things like that. So like you have that distance, but then you're also like, I can go do that whenever I want to. Yeah. So, suppose like some occasion arises, like, and I guess that's the thing. Do you remember how we met? Because I was in London and I was like, I'm in town, let's go hang out. And Vision Vibes like, cool, we're going to be bringing some people to this. <laughs> so, yeah, like, no, it's... Very excited. Yeah, and it's, I feel like I've only met you twice, Stitch, like over two weekends, that's it? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, that would make sense. Those would be the two weekends that I was in. I was in London and then lockdown happened, yeah. Yeah, I've only ever met you over two weekends, but uh, yeah, I remember, I think... Damn, you were, you were going to come here around this time last year, right? Yeah, I was. Damn, that's crazy. It was a different time. It was a different that period. That is crazy. So are you planning <laughs> any trips anytime soon? I am not sure how I feel about traveling both domestically and internationally. I yeah. am not sure. I think, you know what it was for me? It was when I came to, when I, when I would go to India to see my family, that was the relaxing time for me. Mm -hmm. even here i'm still but it's like just being out of your usual scene that was what was relaxing for me getting to just like and yes india like being with my family and stuff and then when i can vish does this as well like when he goes to bahrain during the winter it's like okay i can like relax unwind just not have to do anything then when he gets back to london it's like okay time to get back into the mindset of work now since we all are just like working from home it's like even my home area feels kind of up mentally especially with work or whatever and all these things it's like where's my escapism and i think because the human desire for escapism is so prevalent whether that happens through you know movies music or sports or whatever it's really that's really what helps keep the sanity i feel <laughs> Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I didn't actually think about that, but it's going to be weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, when when I have to go back into the office, because yeah, you quite literally, it's a home office now entirely. Yeah. We're working at home, not from home. Mainly. Yeah. Um, it's just like, it's just some steps, right, from the bed to the desk. But even that, like, that's the commute. But I, and I just don't like that. So at least I'm trying to like move and be in a different room altogether because I am lucky enough to have that space. Um, but yeah, it's really, it has been a little tough. And all the forms of escapism that I would normally entertain myself with are, have, were removed for a long period of, at least now they're slowly starting to, you know. Uh, so this theater, uh, is it like a movie theater? Yes. Very nice. Fun. I uh, always get like some nice popcorn whenever I go to pick her up. Um, Are you a popcorn or a nachos guy? I am popcorn through and through. 
Damn, that's a controversial statement. Nothing. Uh, uh, well, I'm a popcorn guy at Satyam Cinemas in Chennai. Okay. Uh, because they have this, this, they have like it's a game changer. Honestly, people are, on this side of the world are doing popcorn entirely wrong. Uh -huh. Because yeah, go to Satyam Cinemas if you want to know how to do popcorn. They mm. have popcorn, right? And they they put the butter in and whatever they mm. give it to you in the thing and then you go to the side and they've got three sort of spice powders okay like they've got like a mexican spice they've got a cheese and onion and they've got a Very something big. else yeah. and you just like you put all of that in and there's like a line everybody's just like pushing each other to get to the spices <laughs> and then there's one uncle who's like crazily shaking it over his right. thing and then the lid falls off and then he has too much spice in there and then one other auntie is like can you please have some spice to give all of us <laughs> um, so yeah, you see all of this that's happening there, uh, but yeah, when you get that spice in the popcorn and then you like shake it up, you've got to cover it and then you've got to yeah. shake that thing in a manner that like physics shouldn't allow. It is so tightly packed, but yeah. somehow it just, you manage to distribute all that spice and yeah, plain popcorn tastes horrible, Tej, once yeah. you've got spice in that. I don't know what you're doing having plain popcorn in a cinema. Like uh, you've got to up your popcorn game. Go in there. I know some people who go in there with their own sort of spice mixes. Some people put raisins in their popcorn. And I'm like, why? Um, <laughs> like that doesn't even. That's not even a. Uh, you know, that's you're not even like popcorn. adding any flavor there. That's just like a literal mixture of stuff. Yeah. And you're just picking what you want to eat. But. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, honestly, uh, I hate popcorn here just because of that. Like my standards that's are so high. That's correct. That is an incredibly high and some would say unrealistic standard to hit. But I understand. I understand the approach. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like AMC has greater resources than Satyam Cinemas That's back true. in India. Yeah. I feel like they can do it if they set their minds to it. Yeah. They just, uh, somebody needs to tell them, Dej. Like, actually, yeah. tell Casey. Tell her. She wants her <laughs> sort of theater to stand out. Get the spices for the popcorn. I'll, I'll put like a common card suggestion common card, up, yeah. and I'll ask her to push that higher up because yeah. when you have someone on the inside, it, it really helps. Yeah. So I would say, I think, uh, well, I'll probably do that the next time I go to a drive-thru because since I have a car and because I've been really enjoying drive-thru cinemas a lot more, I might do that with like bring my own stuff from home and just like make it there. I think that would be a, a nice way to do it. Oh, so the full uh, Desi auntie really at the theater. Yes, that's up your curd rice and just yes, eat that there. That's, that's gonna be me. But yeah. no, because like I'm, I'm. That's one of the things. This past year, I've like I'm tired of. <laughs> I'm tired of arbitrary rules that don't make sense, right? Like I understand with COVID that makes complete sense. There was this thing like, oh, you can't bring your own water bottle. I was like, why the fuck not? <laughs> like, who cares? Oh yeah. Oh, Tej, the that that's still a thing back home in India. And yes. uh, I feel like, I, I don't know, they might have changed the rule. I hope they've changed it. Yeah. But I remember when we were kids, my mother had this really big handbag. Mm -hmm. And she'd just like bury a water bottle at the bottom of that. Yeah. And, you know, if anybody found it, she'll be like, oh, no, sorry, it's something else. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. And uh, even she used to also smuggle Sprite in. But <laughs> um, just because it was cheaper outside, I think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but... Yeah, it, I, I don't understand that. That is an arbitrary rule that I, I can't yeah. get on board with. I, I mean, I think you know this because, like, I'm tired. Like, I really have a difficulty with like rules that don't make sense 
And even if it's a rule that doesn't make sense, if it's not explained well to me, then I'm also going to have issues with it, right? I'm just like, who cares, man? Just let us live our lives. It's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. Yeah, I imagine that sort of stuff's going to change. Nobody's yeah. going to say like, oh, I prefer home food now. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, nobody's going to say no to that. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you've got a very strong case to be made to say it. I don't want stuff out of the but vending machine. At least just common stuff things, you know, the common sense rather, common sense things. Hopefully, mm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like too optimistic. I'm like, but I, I think I am pretty optimistic. I think that's also why I have a big fear of missing out because I'm like, oh, this is going to be really nice. I wish I could be there. And I try to make my best effort to be there. Um, and then even if I, I still have a good time regardless. And that's the thing, it's like, especially when I come to London as well, all the things that we get to do, it's, it's really nice. And I know that it does get a little bit of fatigue probably living there, which is why I, when I heard that you were coming to New York and you were like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to be in New York, New York. I'm going to be going to a different part of it. I, I was in Connecticut, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be going to Connecticut. I was like, oh, okay. That's yeah. I mean, I was saying this to someone the other day. Uh, I couldn't live in New York. I probably lived there for like two months uh, just to like eat as much as I could. Yeah. And like do everything that could be done mm-hmm. and then be done with it. Yeah. Because I just, um, I mean, New York is great and it's got its own feel to it and smell. Oh yes. my days. Um, but yeah, I was coming in a Greyhound bus, which had a smell of its own, by the way. I was a Peter Pan, one of the two, yeah, yeah. Uh, which had its own smell. But still, coming from Hartford, suburbs in Connecticut, Mm -hmm. as soon as I entered New York, I was like, something smells here. There's (laughs) some smell that's creeping into this bus. Yes. That's the one thing that they've actually taken the time to clean the subways and the streets and everything. And I'm very surprised. But then when the bars started opening up and they were giving, like, to-go, people were, like, chucking their to-go on Uh, the street, especially because, like, when you when when you <laughs> when you when you're drunk, I guess you just do whatever you want. I mean, like we've we've seen that. Um, I'm, I'm pretty good at doing that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but like, yeah, they were just like we chucking it, and I I heard this story. It was like near where my uh, restaurant was. I joined like the local um, meeting. They were like for small businesses, and this one lady was like, "Yeah, this restaurant sold like this." This restaurant was selling uh, like a 32, 64 ounce like uh, drink, and someone drank it all and they got sick and like vomited in one of the bushes. Oh. And and it was this lady. It was like a 4 p.m. and this lady was like, it was in her ground floor apartment. So she was like, I really want these businesses to stay open, but also maybe like cap the size on how much people can drink because otherwise people are going to continue to throw up in my bushes. This awful old lady. That's I felt so, so sad. <laughs> I felt so bad for her. That is so sad. That is so sad, honestly. So then they were like, okay, yeah, we're going to have to change some, modify some of these rules a little bit because we can't trust people to do good things. Like, because people are just going to be assholes. And that's, that's <laughs> inevitable. And I guess maybe that's what it is, right? Like, people, are, I mean, for the most part, I think people are nice, but also people can be dicks. And, you know, they try to take advantage of the rules and try to try to push the agenda. Yeah. What have you been? What are you planning for the next? Are you planning on traveling? Are you planning on? I don't know. Um, I hope I can travel, but I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like 
that that sort of making a plan and having the plan cancel might mm. like it hurts a bit too much. So I don't want to do that. Plans, or you like to just go with the vibe of whatever's happening? I, I do want to go with the vibe, um, but you know, I, I do want to make like one big trip this year and one big holiday. My sister is coming out of university, and she's going to have like a bit of time between right. doing a postgrad and uh, it's just sort of earmarking. Hopefully, we can do a holiday. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, but you know, it's, it's all tentative. Um, yeah, I'm a bit bummed out that I couldn't come to America last year. I was hoping to make it an annual thing, uh, and just to come around Christmas and stuff. Cause yeah, I was kind of stuck here alone at Christmas, which wasn't ideal. So yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully I'll get a chance to do all of that this year and just, you know, get back on the whole thing, but yeah. So tell me about you, though. I'm actually quite curious about this okay. sort of thing. Um, I, I know you support Tottenham. Don't ask me how I know that. Um, <laughs> it has nothing to do with your T-shirt. But um, yeah, so how did you get into this? Into what? How did you get into, one, supporting a club or watching football? And oh. I know you're a gun keeper, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, beyond all that, how did you sort of get into the whole thing? Into football, well, I guess sport in general always been a big fan, but also, yeah, I mean, okay, so Tottenham specifically, it would have been, uh, fuck, I don't know, 09, I think, where um, watching watching a ton, and then 2010, I moved to the States uh, for uni, and that was really like the one connection I had with back home, like with the Middle East, you know, football, because it's so popular, Trump. It, and also all the midweek stuff happened at a very, very convenient time. Like uh, midweek football you have at 7.45 in the UK. Here it's at 2.30 in the afternoon. I mean, like 2.45, and that's very, very convenient. So I spent a lot of time just like being around other football fans, and then it became, um, you know, dedication, and then it became obsession. And then I went through the five stages of grief every year, and then I always keep coming back for more. Because it's the hope that kills you. But then every summer, like, I wean myself off. And then I'm like, oh, okay. And it's the same thing. I have, like, every year I have a routine with, like, watching films. But, like, you know, I'll watch the big blockbusters during the summer. And then in – or, like, content. And then in September, like, I'm watching a lot of television. I used to work in TV as well at NBC. It's like I'd watch all the shows. I'd be like, oh, these are good. These are shit. I want to see which ones get canceled. And even now on like broadcast television, it's all the stuff that was canceled from before that they're like, bring it back, bring it back. And they all are shit. Um, <laughs> and then just whatever content comes out where like I hear about it. I think I watch some, I'll watch whether it's a series or a film, I'll watch it something enough where I get the gist of what's happening and I can kind of predict what's going to happen. And then I'm just like on my phone. Like, because I normally watch stuff at home. I don't really go to the theater. I, I used to, it would be like Tuesday, Tuesday evenings, I would go to AMC at like the one nearby, you know, it's like discounted tickets and discounted uh, food and stuff. Go have like, you know, have some popcorn, watch a movie by myself. And I loved it. And I would do that, you know, once a week. Um, then what happens that going into the Oscar season and like the campaigning, as you mentioned earlier, that's when I start hearing about, okay, these are the movies to, that you should consider. And then after the season's awards are over, normally my sister and I, we would sit and we would watch all the movies that were that we didn't get to watch during the past year. 
And then, you know, because we've heard good things. So that's kind of like how the routine went. Um, it's all been fun right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. Like this, these upcoming weeks going to be like watching some of the movies, like The Father, because I didn't, you know, didn't get a chance to see it. Mm. Uh, and yeah, that's... But yeah, I mean, like you said, it's good that sport has at least kept you going. But how did you pick Tottenham, though? That, how did I... I... Yeah, how did you pick Tottenham? How did that uh, happen? You know, it's um, so big. I had gone to the UK in December 2009. And mm-hmm. at the time, I was watching a lot of football, but I didn't really have a team. And uh, my dad, my sister, and I, we were in London. And we ended up watching a game at the old White Hart Lane. I think Spurs won that game 3 0. And Gareth Bale then came back. And ever since like that night being at the stadium, I, I knew that this was the one. But the culture, football culture, is very attractive to me. I think you understand why it's very the Tottenham football culture. No, 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 not the way they play. The the the, the fan culture. Fan culture. Uh, yeah, I know. I understood. Like, I was just like yeah. the Tottenham fan culture. Tottenham fan culture. Wow. Okay. It's, it's very attractive because there's something that has to be said. Like. When your team doesn't win a lot and you keep coming back year after year, what is it? It's not just like, because obviously you're not coming back because you're winning frequently. Like that's not, there's something else that must be. And I, I, and I found out what it is because I've been lucky enough to come to the UK, like what quite normally two to three times a year. And also just like what we all get to do when we're hanging out as well. It's, but there's something about that specific fan culture that I that really resonates with me. Um, yeah. And it's probably the aggressive drinking. It's probably just like, you know, just getting up to no good. I've been lucky enough to also go to Europe and watch them play away. And also, <laughs> I think it must have been 2014. So this is my last year in uni. Vish and I went to uh, West Ham's old stadium, Upton Park in East London. And I watched Spurs be absolutely shit for 90 minutes. And I was feeling really down, right? And this was like probably the second or third time I've seen Spurs live because at the time I was still in uni, but I just gotten that job at NBC. So I had a little bit of like, you know, uh, some some money. I was like, let me let me go to the UK. <laughs> and my sister was studying in France at the time. So like kind of did a quick European trip. And I was feeling pretty shit. And we were walking to the tube station and Rich was like, hey, come this way. We're going to go somewhere. I was like, wait, he's like, come, come with me. And then he took me to the Saravada Bhavan that was there, and I had a oh. really nice meal, and I felt a lot better. Like, I was still sad, but I felt better. And I think that's one of the things as well, like, because Spurs are going to lose, but at least, it's you know, you can still feel a little bit better on the inside. So that really, that really helped. And he's he's a very caring friend as well. He, he understands the emotional level, and he knows what needs to happen in order to bring it back to a more like you know Uh, man i cannot agree with you more uh i remember um one time i got rejected for a job and Mm. uh, we were gonna initially go and see emotional oranges that evening yeah um but um like i'd gone for the interview in the morning and we were gonna go and watch uh, uh, that concert in the evening and Uh i was totally for it i didn't think i was gonna hear back from the interview yeah. A day, so I was like, okay, it's fine. I'll still be on a, you know, I'll be in a relatively good mood. Let's go do it. But I heard back like that afternoon, two hours after the interview, that mm-hmm. I didn't get it. 
and like I was just I was staying at home and uh, I just I wasn't feeling that great to be honest because I, I kind of wanted that job in hindsight I'm glad I didn't get it but um, and I told Vish I was like hey man so I didn't get it and he said so he's like okay so I can understand if you don't want to go for the concert but here's the thing at the same time I feel like that would be just the thing to sort of poke you up yeah. And I think it's a good thing. And I think you should think about it. And he gave me a bit of time to think about it. Uh, and I just was like, actually, you know what? Let's do it. If the concert is, even if I'm not going to enjoy the concert, because Vish has some obscure taste in music, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I had heard some emotional oranges. So I was like, I think I'm going to like some of the songs here. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been to very many concerts. And I was like, even if I'm not going to enjoy the concert, at least I'm going to uh, have a nice time with Vish. Yeah. And yeah man i give him so much credit that day by that evening i was like within 10 minutes i i, I mm-hmm. totally forgot about it and just to give you an, a sense of just how amazing he was the concert was five minutes away from mm-hmm. the pwc office which is where i interviewed yep. so i saw the pwc office and then i went into the concert so you know on any other day i might have been like a totally i might have been a mess yeah. absolutely because yeah. And yeah, and he, he, he did that so well. And uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate the way he handled that, honestly. I mean, it, it's like you said, I, I can't, unfortunately can't relate to what it's like to see your favorite football team lose. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, I, I, do, I do kind of understand what you're saying about Vish. And yeah, create a separate podcast where we can all talk about Vish and I'll be on there 24-7. 24-7? No, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be on there 24-7. Honestly, like, I love it. that we guy. I honestly love him to bits. And we'll bring all of the boys on, for sure. I, yeah. you know, he, I feel, I, that's the thing, because I know I can't do that as well as he can, right? Like, he is just really, really good at doing that. But I think it's just the effort of, like, at least trying to be, like, yeah know. it's that there is that thought in his mind i remember the other day like he just came by the other day we uh-huh. went out to play like frisbee or something okay. and we were just walking back and i was feeling a little low about something yeah but i was having i was with friends and everything and this guy was just walking past me and i was just a little quiet for like one minute age i would have been quiet for one minute yeah uh and he, he just came up and said all okay and i was like yeah of course i'm okay and obviously i'm just gonna say that but yeah it's i really value that that recognition just at that moment that something might not have been yeah. and yeah I, I feel like that's really something that i wish i could emulate i don't think i could do it as well as he does well i mean it's like because i think we all are empathetic people it's just it, it, and the way that we show affection care consideration is different but just the way like the way that he does it is it's honestly world class and not to say like you know it's okay to compare we we humans do have a habit of com- comparing but just even the it's the thought that also matters right so it's just like the checking in and being like hey you know whatever you're going through you don't have to share it but it's all okay yeah it's all good basically it will will get better like you know this isn't the end of the world and that helps i think it also helps hearing that from someone else rather than you saying it to yourself i think yeah and and i just i really value that like i'm I'm not going to necessarily single out vish yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people here do it very well. Uh, Biggie did that very well for me one day, and I was just I was just really low, and uh, I ha- I had breakfast over at theirs with the yeah. big bad Alan Bossman. Yes, and uh, he came in and, uh, and like I was very low. He knew I was low about something, but and he knew what it was, but then he just asked me, he was like, "Do you want to talk about it?" And I was just like, "No, 
And you said, okay. Yeah. And let's just move on. So I, yeah. I just, I really appreciate it. I don't think I could ever handle a situation that way. Um, but, you know, I'm glad that there's these people here to sort of you know, you know it, could be, it could be because like we all grew up somewhere else and so we really are our own like our community are this group of friends is our support system you know because it's not like because like when you grow up somewhere else and you're a third culture uh person right and you're coming you're so used to being in a different environment that like you know how to handle it yeah. right but then there's also like sometimes there are periods where you don't know how to handle it and that's the rare occurrence. Because let's be real, moving halfway across the world to go to university, that's that's not like, <laughs> not, to us it seems normal, but for a lot of people that's really not the case. And so like, we know how to be in different scenarios and feel comfortable, but we still need that. So everyone needs a support system that, you know, everyone needs like those group of friends to check in and we're lucky that we do have that. That's yeah, and man, I honestly struck gold, honestly. I'm so grateful for it. Uh, yeah. I was like, I I was so cheesy one day that we all went to, uh, I forget the name. It's like this place outside of London where they have like outlet shops and everything. I don't mm -hmm. know if you know what yeah. I'm talking about. No but we were going to go there. And that morning I went to lunch with two of my friends from uni. Mm -hmm. And I had a terrible time. Like I was just fine there. Um, yeah. I was working. This other guy was still in his final year. And this other guy had, you know, gone back home or something. And he just come back i don't know why he came to london just to sort of chill really and um, and then i was just i i was just like these are people that i spent time with in my final year um only because i had to um and i had that lunch i was like god this is horrendous like if, <laughs> if i was stuck for the rest of my life with this group yeah. um like that would that would have been so sad so i came and told vision vibes like i really appreciate it that you know that that this group exists and i really appreciate that this you know because it's actually like you know, you know how you're in, in the presence of some people and you're just like one minute into the conversation you're not listening <laughs> you don't care you, you just don't care yeah. and you're just sitting there and i feel like i'm also at that point in my life where i, I don't necessarily have to tolerate everyone that i'm with Mm -hmm. uh, like i just i don't have to take everything that comes my way I, sure, sure i'm not going to be rude to anyone yeah. but I, I can also safely say what I want and, you know, in friends or in people yeah. that I'm talking to. And yeah, you know, I don't know how it happened. It's weird that it happened. I only know these guys now for two years, weirdly. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm glad it happened. And now I know you through that thing and it's weird. I've yeah. only met you twice and uh, <laughs> it's so crazy, but it's just, it's happened. I'm honestly so grateful for it. Well, you obviously know whenever you come to the States, especially to New York, and I'm, and I'm there, I will obviously try to be there, especially as I plan to spend more time in New York and less time traveling around the States. But more importantly, I'm also grateful for him for doing that, developing that group of friends that, like, because we all have lived similar lives, we can, like, understand the difficulties, especially being in a, in a, trying to make your own space or trying to build something for yourself within, you know, that kind of environment he's done a really good job and i only met all of you guys through him as well and even when Bible came down and just that whole network it's it's also nice because like whenever i'm in chennai and if you were there or suju's there or whoever just like having that kind of like reliability i think when when suju went up to manchester he met my cousin because he was like oh i don't know anybody in manchester and i was like well go hang out with my cousin like he's he's free and you know 
And he said it was a great time. And I was like, but I think, and I think that's the thing, just having a support system, people that get it and like are always there. It's nice. And that's the thing. I wanted you on the podcast because I knew that we would have a really good chat about movies, especially given that the, it was the Oscars this past weekend and it was pretty dry. But also just being able to talk about this and being able to openly share things, I think that was it's also important, especially now because when we are talking about like escapism and we're talking about, you know, trying to get away from it all, I think a lot of people resonate with that. And it's something that everyone's going through. So like, you know, we all are trying to be there for each other. And that's what I'm hoping this podcast can do as well. Too, that 100%, makes- man. I really appreciate what you're doing, honestly. It's, it's such a simple thing, but... You know, not yeah. everybody is doing it. And I know it's taking effort from your end, 100%. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's such a nice thing. And honestly, I'm quite honored that uh, I've been invited to this. You know, And it also is good because I felt like we haven't been a while since we chat. We've chatted together as well. So I thought this would be good. Yeah. No, man, it's been great, actually. And I wish I didn't take up as much time in this podcast ranting about how much I hate Tenet. I want to add Joker to that list, by the way. If I can rant about films, I honestly hate yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. I want to no, add Joker ahead. to that list. I'll, what I was going to do, if, and if you want to stick around, I'll tell you what the next steps are from this, but I'm going to be editing this podcast. So you let, I'll send you the first version. You let me know what else you want me to cut, and I'm more than happy to do that before I uh, put it. It should be fine. I mean, I think you, you get a better sense of what should belong and what shouldn't. But yeah, <laughs> it's just, I, I just get carried away, especially when, yeah, but I, like I have that. such strong like, feelings about that. The passion that I can see, and I love it when, when my mates are talking about things that they're genuinely excited and passionate by, I feel that same passion. And it's not to say that I don't, you know, I don't have that same passion for movies, but in the same sense, when I, when I talk about football, I, I have that passion as well that I think is very palpable. And I think that's something that, like, when I see when when we get to talk movies, which is rare, but whenever we do, I I feel that, and people who don't, I can feed off of that energy too. That's something that I feel a lot of the um, like some guy like Guy Ritchie movies, the dialogue that happens, you can feel the energy in the conversation, even if the dialogue may not, you know, even if the dialogue is different. And there's some dialogue which is very calculated and considered but feeling that energy off of dialogue and conversation between two people is something that is very palpable especially in the context of what we what we were talking about 100 percent and good analogy but yeah. yeah uh no i know what you mean uh, um I, I i i feel like i should be more sort of aware of when i'm boring people though when i'm talking about films because i i feel I, I think sometimes i am boring some people and i have no idea but um yeah, it's uh, it, yeah. I hate that movie, man. Honestly, I hate that movie. I really hate that film, and I hate the Joker as well. I, I I don't talk about how much I hate Joker much. Yeah, because there's this. I I threw I threw, and this would be an understatement, and I'm sure you're gonna hear this story from somebody else. I threw a, a tantrum when oh. we didn't get to see that film. All oh. of us were gonna go there to the theater to watch this film okay and but then we changed our minute uh, changed our mind at the last minute uh-huh. um because there weren't seats available and uh, you know we nobody wanted to sit in the second row and mm-hmm. i genuinely threw like such a big time for about it this is like 11 o'clock show we mm-hmm. had like an amazing dinner that viggy's mom bought for us nice. at a restaurant and then we uh, and then when the movie plan was canceled we went to vibes house and we played 
board games into like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And arguably an infinitely better experience than Joker proved to be. And I hate myself for the way I, I behave that day, honestly. Like it's it's so that's why I don't bring up enough because I feel like it's so ironic every time I talk about how much I hate that film, given how much of a tantrum I threw when I didn't get to see it. But yeah. we all have these things. And I say this to someone like, you know, just a little bit older, but like we all have these things that we look back on and we regret. But ultimately it's what helps us become better, you know, like helps us deal with things better. So I, I hope. <laughs> I, I mean, I say this now. I can't promise that I'm not going to throw a tantrum. Like, if I, you know, when Dune is coming out later this year, yeah. If, if I'm denied going to see Dune for some reason, I will still throw a tantrum. I might regret it a year from now, but I might still throw a tantrum. There, there's still that part of me that's that's mad excited about watching something, right, and we'll, we'll cry like a baby if I'm denied. No, that's a good point because, like, um. I was talking to my therapist and it's been a while since I've spoken, but uh, she was like, you have to have things to look forward to. And even if those things don't end up being the way that you thought they were going to be, it's still okay to get excited. It's, and it's okay to be disappointed. Like those are normal feelings to have. Everybody feels them. So in this awesome. context of the Joker, like excitement and then subsequent disappointment, those are all normal things to have. Like I, I could... Yeah, but I, I'll tell you what, Dej, I just love when I'm excited for something and it lives up to it. That oh, is just the most beautiful thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. That is, I love when that happens. Uh, it happens so rarely, but when it does, it's so sweet. I actually, arguably, I love being surprised by something more than I love having my expectations matched. Okay. Uh, but uh, I do love it when I'm like, I went and saw Avengers Endgame. I was so hyped for this. You know, I, I know it's going to be silly, but yeah. man, it delivered. It was three hours and I'd watch another three hours of that. And I just love it. I was grinning from year to year, the whole, the whole movie. And I was like, this is exactly what I hoped it would be. And it was. Yeah. And the same thing when I saw Blade Runner 2049, I love the original Blade Runner. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and when I saw that sequel, I was like, oh man, I hope it's not a cash grab sequel, but man, I think it's going to be great. And chef's yeah, kiss of uh, yeah, and I mean, yeah. I, to be honest, that's really good advice that your therapist has given you. I love the secondhand therapy that I'm getting. Yeah, <laughs> tell me more, honestly. It, it, it took me it took me a while to figure out too. I I, I will freely admit that. Uh, <laughs> how um yeah. how can people engage with you online? Do you want people to engage with you online? I would say like your online presence. You know, it's a little bit more muted. Yeah, I, I would say definitely my online. Vish has been saying for a while now that uh, since I've got a blog, I should at least get on Instagram or Twitter to push yeah, that. But sure. I'm still in that kind of phase where I, I do write it for me yes. uh, more than I, I enjoy when people read it. And mm -hmm. when people say, I like, I like how it was written, it yeah. makes me really happy. I'm not going to deny that. And I do share it around pretty shamelessly at times. <laughs> I share it on work uh, Teams chats. Yeah. Uh, as well, you know, I do shamelessly plug it, but I'm still at that point where I'm writing it for myself. So I'm not quite there where I feel like I, I should create an Instagram account. I have an Instagram account. I just don't use it mm -hmm. uh, or a Twitter account just to advertise these kinds of things. But uh, in terms of should people engage with me all night? I hope they do, man. Honestly, yeah. I hope they do. There are some people that I can just, I can talk to for hours and hours and hours. And, uh, you know, uh, 
and you know especially if those people reach out to me i i i, I just love it there's you know I, i would there's some celebrities that i hope would like reach out to me all night i have this weird <laughs> sort of fantasy uh you know uh that i hope i hope i can speak to them because i know i can speak to them for hours yeah. uh jo- john powell uh uh-huh. the composer for yes. how to train your dragon he's like i feel like he'd be that one celebrity that i wouldn't like meet and it would be like oh God, he's actually hot, a shit bloke or something <laughs> i really want to speak to him because that guy has literally changed my life with some of the pieces that he's written uh i had the chance to say that to michael jacino once when i went for yeah. his concert um uh, but and i told him like i really appreciated this piece that he wrote for war for the planet of the apes and it got me through a very difficult time and i want to i want to meet john powell and i, I sort of want to say that to him as well or something mm. like that because yeah i feel like if there's somebody that i if, if there's somebody i want to engage with all night it's mostly going to be someone that i really admire mm-hmm. or i really appreciate just so i can tell them how much i appreciate them for that yeah. whole night uh yeah. because yeah otherwise yeah i mean conversations are great debates are great and everything but yeah. uh, i'm sort of i don't know not to sound too philosophical or you know overtly oh. Disagree. but i i'm just at that point where i feel i should be saying how i feel a lot more than i do yeah uh to some people uh definitely um but uh, i feel like i'm not quite there and that i you know like this podcast is just an elaborate way for me to tell vish how much i love the guy by the way yeah. <laughs> but without actually telling him so you can get an idea of just how deep of a problem this is for me <laughs> so um yeah i i i, I I think that would be something I really like to do uh to like just get all of these people in a room that I I really admire and I really appreciate and just just tell them why I love what they do I love who they are and just you know have them sit down and listen to me talk about them for an entire like 20 hours or whatever and yeah and then I, I'll just be able to get that off my chest like it's still a selfish experience at the end of the day because it's just to get it off my chest this it's all people like feeling wanted and people like hearing you know positive things and i i appreciate what you said about vish as well that's what this podcast is as well you know it's just like for me essentially to like whatever then when i'm driving or whatever i can like listen to you guys and like talking and i and you know i love talking movies with you and that and i love talking to you about these things where like where we're engaging in the philosophical side of but that that that's essentially what it is. I do promote this because I have experience promoting content and stuff like that. Just very basic stuff, mostly just from you. You guys provide the photos, I just do a little Canva and then I upload it. You know, very basic things. I don't have enough good photos of myself. Vicky <laughs> took that random picture and I didn't know he was taking it. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, okay, fine, let's just put this one. Yeah, why not? Like, so. yeah, it was either this or this random picture of me uh you know pissing uh, on the side of a cliff that he took <laughs> on a beautiful sunset <laughs> like we went to the speak district and I was really like holding it in for yeah. an hour and I was like I need to go somewhere and then yeah. vibes get pointing at random rocks he was like go beyond that rock go beyond yeah. that rock and I was like no people can still see there's a yeah. family there this is inappropriate public indecency <laughs> and then he's like there were like sheep there on the side he's like go pee behind the sheep go pee yeah. on the sheep or something so like, this is not appropriate so i waited the whole whole time and then yeah. somebody said just go to those bushes pranoy at pranoy let's be honest and uh, uh, <laughs> i went and this guy took like this picture and i was like well, it's either this or that and yeah. i'd rather i'd rather there not be questions about 
what what sort of smirk is he giving? You know, what is he doing? So I was like, let's just go with a regular picture. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Thank you, thank you for being on the pod. No, thank you so much for having me, man. It's been great chatting. I um, I know it's a little bit late, but do you want to stick around for a little bit after? Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent. Stop the recording and yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, no problem at all. Thanks again. No problem. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to check out the movies that Pranoy recommended in our bio. You can also visit talkingtalkies.home.blog. Check in and show appreciation to your mates and support the podcast by visiting our Buy Me a Coffee link.